from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Jordan. You know, all things considered. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this is our new our new great, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been enjoying, like, last week we talked about our favorite Milwaukee songs of the year. I really enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully some people got some good uh, good songs to check out if they haven't checked them out already. This week we're talking about albums, our favorite Milwaukee albums, which was also a very difficult process to go through. Uh, even though it was a, a pandemic year, there was no very little live music to be, be seen there's still really great Milwaukee music and great Milwaukee albums this year and EPs this year. Absolutely. And, and you know, for us, a great album means, you know, you're putting it on and you're leaving it on, right? There's yeah. no skippers. There's nothing else that you're saying, uh, this is kind of, you know, maybe there's a skit or two in there, but for the most part, you are enjoying it from top to bottom. Yeah. And we want to give you this list so that you can enjoy these albums from top to bottom at the end of the year. We're going to start off with the top and we're going to work our way through. Uh, let's start off with our each individual top choices. If you don't mind, uh, I would love to go first. Please do. And uh, this is an album that uh, we kind of talked about a little bit already in our top songs. Fuzzy Surf's Sweet Tooth. Yeah. I got to interview these guys this year for the Milwaukee's 20 of 2020, which is our special year-end highlight of some of the greatest albums of the year. And uh, it's such a complete project. And the way these guys work and, and, and Sean's creativity and, and his vision and the way the rest of the band kind of puts everything around it, um, I just, I have to say, they, they compare to groups like the Flaming Lips. They compare to groups like uh, the Beatles, even, where there's a concept here and they stick strongly with it. And it's not lost at all. Um, from top to bottom, this song, this album keeps you in this magical Willy Wonka land of perfect pop songs. Yeah, it's so it's so, it's very catchy. It's very bright. It's very uh, sweet, as the album title would suggest. Uh, and it's very much kind of the kind of music that I liked and needed uh, this year, that I think a lot of people did too, um, you know, offering that kind of escapism that we really desperately needed. Uh, this album, uh, I have a, a, a top albums list at jsonline.com slash music. That's coming out, if not out now, coming soon. Uh, and this is on there. This is this is my number 10. Uh, but yeah, an excellent, an excellent album for sure from those guys. Now, another artist who, uh, you know, gave us a delightful surprise this year for UPIT was Field Report. Yeah, well, it was a surprise and not a surprise because, honestly, I, I love Field Report. I have not been shy about expressing my support for Field Report. I mean, I all their albums uh, have always been near the top, if not at the top of, of my annual list. And I just, I can't help it because Christopher Porterfield is just such a great writer but this might be i say this about every album but this might be my favorite of their albums um because what, what i think is so fascinating about him is he's always been a very poetic songwriter coming up with with lines and phrases that are are so interesting and they feel uh so kind of intimate and personal but mysterious at the same time in a lot of ways and uh this album is no exception too but at the same time across the albums uh, he's also been a, a more concise writer, and he's been able to kind of create albums that are just tighter and in a way more impactful, while at the same time not sacrificing uh, the poetry of, of his perspectives uh, and, and kind of the, the mystery and the allure of, of his songwriting. And two, on this album, uh, he's go he's going in some new different directions. There's there's some interesting kind of like jazz flourishes um, on uh, Push Us Into Love. There's just some really interesting kind of things that are done here. Uh, Kaylee Conway is a wonderful new addition 
uh, to the band that, that provides some really uh, great vocals and great contrast to, to Christopher's uh, kind of you know graspy lead vocals. Um, it's just really wonderfully done. Again, it's their shortest album. It's only like a half hour, but it's just it might be the most powerful thing they've, they've made. Well, I completely agree with you, Piet, and those two albums are a great way to start our list, but we've got a lot more to go as we count down our favorite albums of 2020 on Tapped In. Stay tuned. Maybe you can't get comfy pajamas for your whole block or bake cookies for the entire neighborhood, but you can give the community a gift this holiday season. When you donate to Radio Milwaukee, you provide connection, culture, and important local resources for thousands of listeners. You can bring neighbors closer through music and stories with a gift today. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to give. We are back. I'm Jordan Lee from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, and every week I'm joined by Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for Tapped In. We talk about the music that comes from our city, and this year our city put out some great records. In fact, whittling it down to 10 was pretty difficult for us to do, but Piet and I painstakingly went through our favorites, and we're continuing our list for you now. Uh, Piet, coming in next on the list is an album that you admitted you did not get a chance to listen to. And that's for that's for that's for a technically reason because it's not available on any streaming platforms whatsoever. I'm talking about the Black Tape, a black ass rap album from Reggie Bonds. Uh, this album was infamously released on vinyl this year for one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents. Uh, that's the only way you get to get your hands on it. Lucky for me, working in radio, I did get some WAV files of the album for review and for submission and for my consideration. And I also have actually in all transparency gotten to know reggie and the producer of this album pretty well throughout the years both reggie and b did a great job on this project and for me uh the reason piet i put this on the list is it stands out to me as something that's going to last beyond this year gray 11 did a wonderful job of really getting some of the kind of aesthetic of old public enemy albums and old like um uh NWA albums kind of in the production aesthetic, but it also sounds new, not unlike new stuff from Tyler, the creator or run the jewels. So all those aesthetics for me are excellent. But then on top of that, I've always had a strong uh, esteem for the, the lyrical prowess of Reggie bonds. He is a very, very technically able rapper. I mean, he can do things that I think a lot of rappers just don't really do from a, a lyrical kind of a, a, a acrobatic style. But also, he is extremely tapped into what's happening in society. He is extremely... Uh, I don't want to even put the word conscious out there because I think that's kind of getting a bad rap, pun intended, <laughs> in, in hip-hop music. But he has a lot to say, and this album is full of great messages. I love it. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold, Jordan. I, I, I have not heard it. I heard a 50-second uh, YouTube teaser, which I liked. <laughs> um, but the way you described it is, is incredible. And I'm not honestly that surprised because Reggie Bonds is an incredibly talented artist. I, I'm familiar with him over the years as well. And he's done some really uh, incredible stuff. And he's also the kind of artist that doesn't seem content ever no, never i mean he's he's always he's always trying to push himself so he's done a lot of accomplishments but he's always the kind of artist that looks forward and tries to put himself uh, push himself into new directions uh which makes him incredibly exciting so this album sounds incredibly exciting too well and that description i would say actually fits pretty well with the next artist who made the list your selection with lord freddie yeah lord freddie um he signed to downtown records um 
which is uh, was the home or, or is the home for our uh, acts like Niles Barkley and Major Lazer and, and Santa Gold, Cold War Kids. Uh, so so hats off uh, to him for that that deal. And he released an EP uh, this summer. Uh, honestly, I'll be I'll, I'll admit that the title of the EP kind of made me groan a little bit. It was called Folklord, uh, and it came out like right after Folklore. I don't know if that was kind of a <laughs> kind of a cheeky way to try to, to tap into the Taylor streams or something. Um, I, I don't know. It just kind of made my eyes roll a little bit. I was like, did he do this? Did the label do this? And regardless, um, the label did not mess with him, which I think is uh, really a great testament. They they let him kind of do what he does, which is really kind of one of a kind sort of stuff that's very uh can be very kind of soulful very intense very uh unsettling very uh moving um you know it can go from uh you know there's like a song called jumper at the end that kind of has these sort of um well, reparations actually has these kind of spiritual undertones to it and then it kind of goes into jumper at the very end which is like really 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 intense and just kind of it, it's like it's rap punk basically yeah. uh, at full volume uh and it's it's really good so it's it's just seven tracks it's just 22 minutes uh, you know again if you heard we talked about him before his last album north his full length was really brilliant so at this one at first didn't really kind of jump out at me quite as much because it just wasn't as long as North. But at the same time, I kept going back to it. I, I, you know, I just had to keep going back to it. And these songs stuck with me and stayed in my head all year long. So uh, it's a really, a really ac- accomplished EP. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes up with next. Absolutely. Uh, Hip hop artists continue to hold down the middle of our list is coming in next is Wave Chappelle. Um, for me, this Wave Chappelle album, Waves Don't Die, uh, did not disappoint. Uh, I met Wave Chappelle through Ishtar many, many, many years ago. And uh, I liked what he was doing when he was coming up. I thought he he was uh, catching my attention, but it really was starting to follow him on social media that got me to say like, wait, this guy's got bars. He would do these little snippets every now and then or share these posts of him like freestyling. And I was like, okay, this is a rapper's rapper. And that's for me, you know, with hip hop and coming from the, you know, the era that I I came up making hip hop in, you know, I want to be impressed with the lyrics. I, I want you to throw something at me that makes me rewind and listen to it again. And Wave Chappelle did that track after track on the Waves Don't Die album. Also, aesthetically, he's found a way to take the sonic experience of what we've come to expect from Top 40 of Pop Rap and just throw some real serious rapping on it. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Killer Mike sometimes on this record. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of 2 Chains sometimes on this record. He's going in some really creative spaces on this, and uh, it's got some you know good appearances. Ishtar's on there, Ted Park's on there, but ultimately, he's just holding this record down and doing a great job on it. Yeah, I think it's amazing that you, you brought up Killer Mike and, and 2 Chains <laughs> with one guy. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a range. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Wade Chappelle is, uh, is a really strong artist, and this album is really strong. What I think stands out to me, too, about the album is that... Um, he, he's even though he he's an incredible rapper and uh, is savvy uh, he really cares most about kind of musical legacy I mean there's a song on there called legacy where he's you know he's not so much about trying to chase fame and, and things like that he really wants to just make really good music and that's exactly what he's done here absolutely coming in next on our list Piet what love is yeah what love is is by an artist named Tay who's born in Green Bay had, had lived in Milwaukee still in the state um, and, you know, Tay had the misfortune of releasing this album like right before the pandemic hit. I feel like if the pandemic had not happened, Tay would have gotten a lot more attention this year. Probably would have played a lot of shows this year because uh, this was her debut album, very little known. 
Um, and it just, again, it just kind of got uh, drowned out essentially by everything else that was going on. But what love is, is really worth searching for and listening to. Her voice is incredible. She, she has this uh, voice that's kind of, um, it, it kind of reminds me of Pink at times. Um, and she kind of like specializes in this uh, kind of R&B soul pop. It's a, a little bit kind of like a Adele, a little bit lighter on its feet than Adele. Um, but still, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And these are just some really um, beautifully done love songs and heartbreak, art, heartbreaking songs um, that are just really, just beautifully, beautifully sung. And she's an artist to definitely watch, an artist I think will, will accomplish great things and already has with this album. But I feel like whenever we can get back to seeing live music again, I really hope Tay gets tons and tons of bookings. And I think she will. And I think she'll do really well and get a lot of attention uh, in the state and, and probably beyond. Absolutely. The next artist on the list was an artist who, for me, uh, I wanted to actually see more this year. I had kind of been keeping my eye on Sleepy Gaucho in 2018 and 19. And I had received a phone call this year, Piet, right uh, about probably like late spring, early summer from Ryan over at Here Here Presents. And he's like, I need to get you the inside scoop on this record that's been put out by Sleepy Gaucho. This might be his best work to date. It's Morning Light by Sleepy Gaucho. And, and Ryan was correct. Uh, this album is absolutely gorgeous. Not only does it really hit on this kind of somber and, and soft sound that I think really defined my 2020, but also... She's got a nice bevy of guest artists. Uh, Members of Wilco have been featured on this album. We've got uh, folks from all over the Milwaukee scene are playing on this. And the creative process was recorded to tape. And it's not lost on me that this album also, pressed on vinyl, has this kind of warm and analog aesthetic that ultimately had to be delivered this year only through digital means. I did get to see Sleepy Gaucho do a couple of... uh, socially distanced live stream performances but you know th- this album like all these albums we're talking about it didn't get the proper rollout it didn't have a record release show but yet i think it's going to stand and it's going to be a record that's going to sound good two years from now five years from now ten years from now no i agree i think sleepy gacho is another artist to watch and another artist that i'd be really interested to see um what uh, andy goida kind of can accomplish um, in a live setting, uh, once we can get back to <laughs> traditional live shows, uh, this album reminded me too a little bit of um, Mac DeMarco. Yeah, um, you know, it had kind of you know very kind of smooth, uh, you know, uh, kind of you know slightly psychedelic, a little bit of bossa nova in there too. I mean, yeah. it's it's really it's really interesting. It's really and like you said, it's very warm and uh, really really good album. Absolutely, it's inspired by your dad's record collection. Absolutely for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so yeah. next we've got a band who made two slots on the list. Each of us picked a different album from Love Resorts. Uh, we know they had a great year this year, but let's start talking about Sad Happens. Yeah, so I have on my list at jsonline.com slash music, I have Le Resorts tied um, with itself uh, on there. With with uh, Now, you're going to talk about it in a second, but also with Sad Happens, which I just heard just came in under the wire for me to hear um, to be considered. Le Resorts, um, and Vince Kircher and uh, uh, Margaret Cannon, I mean, they've been making really good music together uh, for a couple years now, and they're really prolific. Where they're they're releasing like two two albums uh, a year, um, and so Sad Happens is their their new one. They usually do kind of like a Christmassy sort of album by the end of the year. Uh, this one is a children's album, um, but at the same time, you know, if you say children's album, I'm sure that instantly is a turnoff maybe for some some <laughs> listeners. But it's such it's such a creative children's album. I mean, it's just it's so it's so colorful. It's so so creative and 
you know, I think it's interesting too. I think it, it probably presented an interesting challenge for them because as songwriters, even though their music is very much kind of toe tappy, toe tapping, kind of happier sounding songs, there's a lot of kind of, you know, anxiety and, um, a little bit of melancholy in their lyrics and and here they, they don't they can't really do that so they had to kind of find a way to write about you know things that are kind of happier subjects writing about you know vegetables and <laughs> writing about um you know going to sleep and and they talk about like some really creative ideas of like what kind of dreams am i looking forward to tonight and on vegetables they have a funny little thing about you know the dog that's gonna you know eat really gross things and and it's just it's just really fun it's really fun it's really creative perfect for kids but perfect for anyone and so while November brought us Sad Happens, July brought us Bad Love, which uh, has 11 unskippable songs, all of them just a perfect little delightful kind of folky pop vibe. Um, I noticed on their Bandcamp page, they describe themselves as the Midwestern Sunny and Cher. And I think that yeah. the that, that fun of that aesthetic does carry through. Not only are they really beautiful songwriters and performers together, but they do have this kind of fun to them. And you just described it with the Sad Happens record. I think I just never, I mean, don't get me wrong. Vincent did some really fun and cool stuff in the past. And of course, Jail was like a really quirky and fun thing. And everything Martha had done before, I was really admiring. But I feel like they are better together. And this year cemented that for me. They're really good together. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't want them to stop their individual pursuits, uh, especially Martha. Um, her Lady Cannon album last year was oh, so good, so good. Uh, near the top of my list. Oh, it's incredible. And that was also another grossly uh, overlooked album, honestly. It's great. It's really worth digging up. So when you look, when you listen to these Lay Resorts albums, make sure you go back and listen to other Lay Resorts albums and then go back and check out uh, Lady Cannon's latest album and, and listen to Jail too. You know, you'll have a full day of, of uh, really great music if you do that. No doubt. And another group who gave us just so much fun this year, and I want to say, like, I think 2020 will go down as one of the best years for this band, which is an ironic thing yeah. to say, but Space Raft rounding out our list here. Uh, just couldn't love what they did this year more, be it. Yeah, Space Raft um, released an album called Positively Space Raft that came out kind of in the spring, which um, was really just a really fun album. We talked about kind of the need for really fun escapist albums. And this song, this album was a real blast. I mean, it was just really great, thrilling, you know, upbeat rock and roll uh, and just and just really done just exceptionally well. I mean, they've really kind of honed this sound and perfected this sound over a couple of albums. Uh, what I think also what made this year so interesting for Space Raft was not only did they release what I think is their best album. Um, they also uh, had a video game. Yes. Uh, Space Raft, the video game. Raft or not. Which yes. that, that, <laughs> yeah, which, which also kind of like made this a big year for them because that video game got a lot of attention. We talked about it on the podcast and got attention kind of around the scene where it's a, it's a video game about the band Space Raft that takes place uh, in the Milwaukee music scene. You've got, you know, it, it takes place at Cactus Club. I think they go to WMSC Studios. Uh, you've got some kind of local music figures like Mark Waldock make cameos. You can play as the Space Raft members. The theme of it is like their their old jealous bandmate tries to steal their master tapes before like a record <laughs> release show, and they have to like, you know, they have to eat chicken sandwiches or something to, to get enough power to like track them down. And it's like a, a very like it's also like an old I should mention it's like an NES game. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like for, it's like Legend for, of Zelda or like Goonies was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not a very flashy game. It's it's a very old school. It was done by uh, Jordan Davis, the, the lead guy from Space Raft, in a very kind of old school way. Um, it's just so fun. And the music for that album is the music from Positively Space Raft, which was kind of designed 
uh, as chiptune versions of yes. that uh, for the Nintendo game. So, you know, this was kind of a big deal for them because they couldn't play shows. They couldn't have an album release show. But the uh, the video game sold really well for them yes. and, and kind of really made a good name for them. Okay, this this is just a point that I want to just put in here of how good of a year they had. Okay, they put out the Chiptune album. They put out this great record, which sounds good. And their Kickstarter, they wanted $5,000 to fund this video game. And they raised over $14,000 this year in support of this project. I mean... What a way to take creativity in a new time and just I'm going to I'm going to use the awful word pivot. They did a great job of pivoting <laughs> their creativity to give us so much joy in 2020. Like kudos to you, Spacecraft. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. That's our 10 uh, favorites of 2020. Again, this is a collaboration with Piet and I. Uh, uh, Piet, you've got your own kind of top 10 up at JSOnline.com. Yep, jsonline.com slash music. If it's not there now, check back for it. I also have my top 10 um, songs list also in the same article there. Right. And if you missed our top 10 songs list last week, you can always go back to this podcast. And in fact, if you missed anything we did this year, we're, we're there. Pete and I are there for you, tapped in. We've got a huge archive of podcasts. And of course, we've got more coming your way. If you don't subscribe to this podcast, this is the time to do it. Every week, Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez, and our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from our friends at the License Lab with support from you, our members, and our subscribers. Piet, thanks for wrapping up the list with me this year. We'll be back next week with a special Favorite Things edition of Tapped In. I'll see you next time, Piet. See you next time. <laughs>